Uh, if you are watching us online today and uh, you don't consider yourself a religious person, we're glad that you're here. And I just want to ask you to hang around here long enough so that you can discover we're not really all that religious either. You may be here because somebody bribed you with lunch or supper or they told you, you come to my church, you'll meet somebody cute. I don't know. Whatever the reason is, I'm glad that you're here. And uh, if this is your first time in church or the first time you've been in church in a long time, you feel out of place because you think, these are good people and I'm not so good. You need to know that the people who are surrounding you in this place, they have outsend you. Some of them have outsend you 10 to 1. So don't, don't let these pretty faces fool you. And we may not all believe the same, but we all struggle with the same temptations, the same fears, the same insecurities, the same doubts, and we may have more in common than you actually think. So just stick with us. We're glad that you took a risk and came to church. And you're in the right place. Amen. Amen. Everybody in our life, uh, in our society, in our world, they're so careful you know, about letting people make their own choices. You know, you gotta let everybody make their own choice. Somebody, you know, was saying that the other day. I heard, uh, overheard a TV talk show host tell this mother. Uh, he said, "You need to chill out and just let your daughter, uh, who still lives with her, by the way, make her own choices, even if they're incredibly bad choices." And I, I got to thinking about that, and I, you know, I'm all about choices. Like I, I'm like, yeah, choices are good. I mean, I tell my children they have a few choices in every situation. And I, I tell them, when this, if you do this, good things are going to happen. If you make this choice, bad things are going to happen. And so, depending on what they choose, that's what they're going to get. It's amazing to me how often my children make the right choices. Because they know that there's a choice based on that information. So I kind of thought today, what does that mean for us? How... How do we make choices when we come to church? How do we make choices when we, you know, we chose to be here today. You didn't get here on accident. You didn't just, you know, step out of bed. You slipped on the rug and, oh, look at that, I'm in church. I mean, it didn't happen that way. You, you made a choice. And your choice brought you here. So, now that you're here, let's look at what the Scripture says in Philippians 4, verse 4. It says we have a choice, but this is what it says. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. And then 2 Chronicles 5, verse 3 says, Wherefore all the men of Israel assembled themselves unto the king in the feast, which was in the seventh month. I have no idea what that means. Some of you are like, how do those two go together? Don't worry, we'll sort it out here in a minute. Lord Jesus, thank You for Your Word. Thank You for what You're doing in our hearts and lives. And God, we pray that You'd help us to make the right choice and choose well today. And God, we will give You the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Everybody say Amen. 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 You can be seated. Thank You for standing. So the temple that Solomon had built unto the Lord was dedicated and all the instruments of worship had been put in their rightful place in the temple. The ark was moved into the Holy of Holies and the staves were removed indicating that it was now it would now have a permanent location. And uh, I, I would like to just, just pause for just a second and express to our musicians and our singers uh, and those who are part of 
the praise and worship team, so to speak, and I, I even include the people who run our pro presenter because they help you know what the words are. Uh, they Believe it or not, they help us know what the words are. <laughs> they are every bit as vital to the praise team as you know the people that you see up here. Uh, matter of fact, I wish we could just have a video camera on them sometimes. That would be awesome. Uh, but let me just say uh, what, what gratitude that I have for the awesome responsibility that rests upon their shoulders to prepare the church, to prepare the congregation for the moving of the Spirit of God. Because there's some churches you can go to and they don't, it's like they don't take any consideration whatsoever. And it's just like, we're going to sing this, we're going to perform this, we're going to do this. But our, uh, the people that we have that, that have given themselves to this, people like Jessica and, and Tyresha and Josh and, and you know, some of the people who you see a lot doing these things. And, and even, you know, you could tell Anthony was taken seriously what he just did. Amen? And, and I, I would just say, you know, people can come into the service dragging, tired, weary, burdened. Anybody know what I'm talking about right now? Your, your eyelids are heavy. But if the worship leader and the singers and the musicians have been in contact with God like, like they have been even today, then they have the ability to usher in the presence of God. And you can feel the presence of God. Don't ever take for granted what God does when we worship Him. Amen. There's so many uh, stories that I could tell you, but, but when we're in tune with God and we're worshiping God and He's getting all the glory, there is no telling what God will do. And the Scripture talks about how the glory Glory filled the temple because the sound of praise that filled the house. The glory filled. God's glory came in because people made the choice to praise God. The glory was not in the temple because it was a physical beauty. <laughs> it was not because of the ornate design or the exquisite golden works of magnificence that were displayed in the temple design. And, and the glory of the Lord will not fill this house because we get the right paint colors and the right carpet and the right seating. The glory of the Lord fills the house when praise fills the house. The glory of the Lord fills the house because of praisers. The smoke of the, uh, of the presence of God was so thick that the priests could not even go about their assigned duties and tasks because praise changed the direction of the service. There's something that happens when we come in and we are determined to give God praise and we're determined to lift Him up and for God to get the glory. Amen. And instead of the priest doing the task they were assigned to do, the king began to bless the people and ask God to be merciful to them. Each of you, and I, I say this very carefully, but each of you have within your body one of the most powerful weapons designed by God to battle the enemy. It's the power of your praise. It's the power of your praise. It's not something that you feel or something that you do. Uh, you, you don't just feel it and, and I just, well, you know, I, I just, I'm going to, if I feel it, then I will, you know, I'm going to. Now, if I feel it, I might step out and worship a little bit and might live, you know, if I really feel it, if God really moves on me, I might raise up my hands. No, it's a choice. I'll never forget. She'll probably get mad at me, but uh, I'll get. She'll get over it. We'll talk about. Sister Geta, whenever she first started coming to church several, several years ago, and I was talking to her, and I said, Sister Geta, you know, you can get out and worship. You, you know, you can get out and pray. She said, Well, 
you know, the Spirit hasn't moved me to do that yet. Something like that. I can't remember exactly what's good. Along that line, when the Spirit moves me, then I'll get out. I said, no, 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 no. Sister Geta, let me have a one-on-one uh, little message with you here. You don't wait for the Spirit to move you. You get out and move. I said, you start praising. You start lifting up your hands. You start lifting up your voice. I said, you get out and run a couple laps and, and you start dancing around. I said, I guarantee you, you'll start feeling more like you But until you start doing that, you're not going to feel it. Because your flesh is like, mm, no. Sometimes you come in here on, on Sunday afternoon and you're like, Whew, I'm not feeling it. It's hot outside. It's hot inside now. I'm tired. I don't feel like it. But I don't worship God and praise God because I feel like it. I do it because He's worthy. And I do it because I want Him to get the glory. It doesn't really matter how I feel. And it doesn't matter if my flesh is saying, oh, you're tired. No, I know He's worthy, so I'm going to give Him glory. I know He's worthy, so I'm going to lift up my voice. My vocal cords may be tired, but I'm going to praise God because I've still got breath in my lungs. Amen. Amen. And Sister uh, Jessica, we always tease around. I say, you know, I can't wait for there to be more guys singing and more tenors and more stuff like that. So then I'll just, I can take a break and I can just preach, you know. And, and Jessica laughs and she goes, Pastor, I don't think you're ever going to get out of music. You're never. And, and, and she's got something there because not that I have to sing on praise team. I, I don't necessarily have to sing on praise team. I like to sing. I like to sing. And she knows I like to sing. So here's, here's something that I can guarantee you, whether I'm on the praise team or not, I will never stop praising. I will never stop worshiping. If I'm sitting out there and you're singing, I'm going to sing with you. Amen. If you're out there and I'm, I'm out there and you're up here worshiping, I'm going to worship with you. Why? Because something happens inside of us when we choose to praise Him, when we choose to give Him glory, and we say, God, it's all about you. Amen. Man, it's His worth-ship. His worth-ship. That's what worship is. You know, how many of you feel like you praise God till He deserves, like He deserves to be praised? Whoo! Man, I asked myself that question the other day, and I said, you know, God, I love to praise you. And it kind of just came into my head, and like I deserve to be praised. And I said, oh, oh, I, man. I should never stop praising you. I should never cease to praise you. I should always be lifting up my... There should be a praise in my heart. and That's why you got you know these crazy Christian people. They walk around all the time. Hallelujah! Praise you, Jesus. Why? Because He deserves it all the time. Amen. And He never runs out of worthiness. So let me say it like this. Praise is a choice and victory is the result. Praise is our choice, but victory is the result. Scripture does not record David dancing when the lion or the bear was slain. Or even when Goliath fell. But when he was leading the glory of God, the Bible says he danced with all of his might. I, I don't know if that means anything to you. This is what Habakkuk 3, 17-19 says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olives shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat, uh, the flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herds in the stall. This is, this is bad, right? Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. 
all these bad things going on, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength and He will make my feet like hinds feet and He will make me to walk upon mine high places. And this is what He's saying. And this was all to the chief singer on my stringed instruments. He said, look, even when you feel like it, and even when you don't, when things are going well and when they're not going well at all, Praise is not an option for us. Praise is our command. Praise is our directive. Praise is like the battle plan. <laughs> it's, it's how we win. Right. You know, uh, there's a, a new song out uh, by Brittany Scott and it says, My Praise is Winning on the Battlefield. Right. I don't know if you've heard, but man, that's such a good song. The, the whole thought, My Praise is Winning on the Battlefield. Right. That's how we win. Amen. When God's getting the glory and He's being lifted up and He's being magnified, man, you can't lose that kind of battle. Right. Hebrews 13, 15, By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God Continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name. Do you know what true praise does? It bypasses our feelings and our emotions. True praise. You ever, has anybody ever done something for you and you just like, you could not help yourself? You, you just could not help yourself. You were like, oh, thank you so much. That was incredible. That was amazing. I was eating with Gavin not too long ago and he, they had macaroni and cheese with smoked chicken on the top of it. He's salivating right now just thinking about it. And the manager, owner, whoever he was, walked up and he was like, how did you like the food? And Gavin, like, like he, like, split second, this is the best mac and cheese I have ever had in my life. He said, man, this was so on point. It was so good. Man, I just, and he was just going, just gushing. Right? He, he was. It was. It was good, right? So, here's what I'm saying. True praise bypasses our feelings. It bypasses our emotions. It, it, it just goes to the place where, you know what, God, I can't help but praise you. Right. you. You've been so good to me. We want to get to the altar of incense and we want to experience God's glory, but most of us don't want to offer the sacrifice of our flesh on the brazen altar to create the fire needed for the altar of incense. It's a sacrifice some days. You're like, you know what, I don't feel like this. That's okay. We can still do it. And here's, if I was to make it really simple for us, our flesh keeps getting in the way of us experiencing God and His presence on a regular basis. Because we go by how we feel, not by His worthiness. We go by, when we're in church, sometimes when we're in services, we know we need to worship Him, we know we should, and we really owe it to Him. We sing that song, you deserve it. Amen. All of the glory belongs to you. All the honor. Why? Because you deserve it. You know? So I'm wondering sometimes how when He deserves it, how some people can just sit like this in church. Like they're bored out of their mind. Because if we understand how worthy He is and how much He deserves it, there should be something rising up within us that says, man, this is the most awesome thing I've ever experienced in my life. God, You are so good. I love it. I hope everybody gets to try this. I hope everybody gets to have some of this because this is awesome. Amen. That's worthiness. That's the worship that He deserves. We were never intended to live outside of God's presence. That was not His plan for us. But it is our choice that placed us there. 
Adam made the choice in the garden. You and I make the same choice sometimes. We, we do things that alienate ourselves from God. We, we pull ourselves away from God. God helped the crossroads to never be a place where people feel intimidated to worship Him. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. I, I've had enough dead church in my life. I don't want to have any more dead church in my life. I want to go to a place where the Spirit's moving. Hallelujah, where power is flowing in buckets and people are worshiping and praising God, where people are being healed, where lives are being changed. That's the kind of church I want to be a part of. I'm tired of dead church. I don't want to see people just sitting on their hands when God's been so good to us. Amen. I want you to know if you want to dance, you got the right to dance. If you want to shout, if you want to leap, if you want to run aloud, that's what we designed this house. That's what we painted this for. That's what we put carpet in here for. We wanted you to have a place where you can worship God. This is how we fight. This is how we battle. This is how we war. This is how we overcome. It's through our praise. Psalm 149 says, Praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song, and His praise in the congregation of saints. Let Israel rejoice in Him that made Him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their King. Let them praise His name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto Him with the timbrel and heart. So some people that say, why does your church dance? Because He said we should. Why does your church shout? Because He said, go ahead and shout with the voice of triumph. Why does your church run and and some of y'all roll on the floor and you do all kind of crazy stuff. Is that really necessary? Yeah, that, that's the Bible says we can be demonstrative in our praise. And you've got to refuse anything to allow anything to intimidate you to not praise, to stop rejoicing, or to quit giving God the glory that He deserves. Nobody knows like you what the Lord has done in your life. Nobody knows like you how He brought you back. No, don't let somebody else who's forgotten where God brought them from steal your praise. You better lift up your voice while you have the chance. Come on, somebody. You ought to give God some praise. Somebody told me one time, they said, they said, well, that's fine, but Jesus never danced. I said, well, yes, He did. I said, have you ever read Luke chapter 10? They said, no. I said, well, read Luke chapter 10, verse 21. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced. The, the actual word there means He jumped for joy in the Spirit and said, I thank Thee, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that Thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in Thy sight. Jesus danced. He rejoiced. He was excited. He said, God, I'm so thankful for what You have done. Wouldn't it be awesome? Amen. To see Jesus taking a praise break. The Bible says that the, the angels in heaven rejoice over one sinner that repents in Luke 15 10. Guess what? The disciples uh, like to praise. Jesus liked to praise. And the angels like to praise. What, what's wrong with us? Right, right. There ought to be something in us that says, you know what? I've had enough. I've had enough quiet church. I've had enough of boring church. I've had enough, amen, in my prayer life. I don't want to be quiet. And, and sometimes we get intimidated. Well, I don't want anybody to hear me pray. You need to get alone and be like, God, I praise you. God, I thank you. Amen. God, you are worthy. And there's nothing like it because when you start doing that, the presence of the Lord comes down. If you're in your car, the presence of the Lord comes down. Amen. Am I telling the truth? Anthony, Anthony had to pull up to the side of the road because he's speaking in tongues. Amen. 
him because the, the glory of the Lord came down in his trunk. I, I've been in times where I, I couldn't see the road because I was crying because the presence of the Lord showed up in my vehicle. I've been in rooms where I just had to hit my knees and fall on the floor because the presence of God was strong. Why? Because when we praise him, when we worship him, and we make the choice, things change in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Luke 6, 21 says, Blessed are ye that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. Blessed are ye that weep now, for ye shall laugh. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and they shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you, and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice in that day, and leave for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in like manner did the fathers also, did their fathers unto the prophets. Why? Why should you rejoice? Because... It's good to rejoice. There's, there's no reason why not to rejoice. But everybody's picking on me. They don't like me. They're making fun of me. And, you know, I've, I've, got, I've got hard things going on in my life. And, but if you hunger, you're going to be filled. If you weep now, you're going to laugh. Blessed are you when men shall hate you. And they don't want to have anything to do with you. I feel alone. What if they don't like me? That's okay. He said, when that happens, rejoice and leave for joy. Be excited about that. Why? Because our church and our people have been so blessed. Amen. In the past few years, God has done so many great things. I just, I don't know. Every once in a while, I just want to praise God and get a little crazy because I, I think we ought, He just deserves it. I think we ought to just remember His goodness to us. And if we hadn't, if we hadn't let him do it, if we hadn't let him show his son, we wouldn't be here today. But God's been so good to us. Amen. He picked us up and he turned us around. And every time we come together, he's changing lives. Every time we come together, he's opening another door. I'm hearing about somebody else being healed and another promotion and another raise. And God gave me a job and God's worked this out in my family. Why not praise him? Why not give Him glory? He's worthy of all of it. Amen. Amen. And some of you, you know, you're still holding out. You're like, I, you know, that's good. And you may be watching online thinking, yeah, that's good for all you church people. But what about me? If you woke up today with more health than illness, you are more blessed than tens of thousands of people who were not, they will not survive this week. If you've never experienced the danger of battle, the loneliness of imprisonment, the agony of torture, the pangs of starvation, you are ahead of 20 million people around the world. If you attend a church service without fear of harassment, arrest, torture, or death, you are more blessed than almost 3 billion people in the world. If you have a food a refrigerator that has food in it, you have clothes on your back, you have a roof over your head, and a place to sleep, you are richer than 75% of the world. And if you can read, you are more blessed than over 2 billion people in the world. God help us if we can't get excited about what's going on around here. Amen. I know there's still problems and there's no perfect people including your pastor, but praising and worshiping God and giving Him all the glory will change more than you and I could ever imagine. We ought to give Him some praise. We ought to give Him some glory. And some of you are like, yes, I, I agree with you. And I, you know, that's nice, but tomorrow I got to go back to work. Well, do you want to have a better week this week than you had last week? A lot of it has to do with your outlook. A lot of it has to do with your attitude. And I can tell you, a lot of it has to do with your choices. You know, the older I get, I'm finding I can't stay up late like I used to. 
I stay up late like I used to, and then I try to get up early, I'm kicking myself, thinking, what a bad choice that was. You know, some of us, we want to have a better week this week than we had last week, but we're not willing to change anything about what we did. You know, if you want to have a better week this week, you need to get all the junk cleared out of your heart and your mind. You need to repent of the sin in your life, and then you need to praise God no matter what you go through. You want to have a better week? That's the simple solution. That's all it's going to take is you coming to the place of complete surrender and say, God, I am sick of this sin. I am tired of this. i got to get away from this sin. And let me, let me give you a heavenly mandate. It comes from Psalm 147.1. Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God. For it is pleasant and praise is comely. Even if you can't sing. You know, my uncle, he, and I've told you this, but he typifies the saying, making a joyful noise. Sometimes that's all you can do is make a joyful noise. There's, there's sometimes, you know, we, there's a couple of us up here that we're not professional singers. And sometimes when we open our mouth, this, some stuff comes out and it's just, and it's not the most beautiful thing. But you know what is comely is praise. You know what is beautiful is praise. When somebody does it with a heart that says, God, I want to give you glory and honor. You get the Psalm 150. I, I just I know I walked us through the Psalms, but you get the Psalm 150, and it says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let every Everything that hath breath, praise thee, the Lord. Amen. That's got to be something in I can still breathe. I'm still here. There's something inside of me. I've got to praise Him. The amount of God's glory in your life is going to be directly linked to the extent of praise in your life. You want more glory? Lift up more praise. You want to see what God will do every time you take a breath? Anybody ever take a deep sigh and And then, you know what? Lately, I've been feeling convicted over my size. I really have. I'll be honest with you. I've been feeling convicted. I'm like, why am I stressed? The one who just gave me that breath to sigh is in control. And so now when I take a deep breath, I'm like... Ah, thank you, God. You got it anyways. I don't know how you're going to do it, but that's, God, I'm so thankful you're in charge and not me. You can praise Him in the middle of anything. Now, I want to just close with this. If you have never repented of all your sins, if you've never turned from all those things and and said, God, I want you to have my heart. I want to give, I want my life to bring you praise. Then that's where you start. That's where you start. You start right there. Because we can't give God our praise without having a life that's surrendered to Him. And so we start with repentance. Repentance is turning from our sin and turning to God. And then, if you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, 
You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the washing away of your sins. You say, well, I don't know. I don't know. I've already been baptized. It's okay. If you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus, you need to be baptized in His name today. He's the only name. That's the only name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Amen. And I'm so thankful that we know the name of Jesus, and we can have our sins washed away in His name. It, you know what? How many of you did Jesus wash away your sins? If He washed away your sins, guess what? You have the right to rejoice. If you can't be thankful for anything else, you know what? Some days I just start with, God, I thank You for Calvary. God, I thank You for Your blood. God, I didn't deserve it. Man, I was not worth it, but God, You've been so good to me. You took all my sin away. You took my whole life away. God, I thank You for it. And you can be baptized today in Jesus' name. If you want to be baptized, you tell somebody. We it, it takes us about 20 minutes and we'll have the water ready. You'll be getting in. We'll be baptizing you. And all your sins be gone forever. And if you haven't received the gift of the Holy Ghost, then this is what I want you to do. I want you to take a step out today. Repent of your sins and receive God's Spirit into your life. Would you stand with me? As we close today, I'm going to pray that God would give us the courage to make the choice to turn our lives over to Him first and foremost and then to let our lives be praise and worship to Him in everything that we do to give Him the glory. It's a choice. Not always going to feel like it. Not always going to seem like it's the best option, but it's always the best option to give God praise. Lord Jesus, I thank You for each and every one that's here today for what You're doing in our hearts and lives. And God, I pray that You would move and give us the courage, Lord. Move on our hearts. Move on our spirits right now. God, if there's somebody that needs to be baptized in Jesus' name, that they would be baptized today to wash away their sins. If they need to repent, that they would repent, God, so that you can forgive them today. And Lord, if they need to receive your spirit, that they would just open up and receive what you have for them. And God, today, we're going to give you the praise and the glory. We're going to honor you because you've been too good to us to be quiet now. God, you've been too good to us, Lord, to sit back now. We're going to let our lives praise you. We're going to let our actions praise you. We're going to let our words praise you. And God, we want to give you all the glory. Have your way in our lives today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This altar's open. Amen. You can